I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Hello, my fellow GDP Yoga Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at DDPRadio.com. My name is Mike Mullins. As always, you can find me over at Mike90%.com. And as always, uh, we bring a touch of class to DDP Radio when we introduce this next woman. She's the inspirational, the motivational, in the uh, just truly amazing. Stacey Morris, thanks for coming on tonight. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Good, good. And, uh, and, and Robert? Yes. I, I, I was going to put over the fact that he, he had the best birthday gift the guy could ask for, and uh, Stacey said, what better way to, to honor Robert's birthday than not make him deal with me for the next week? So Robert is back after his birthday uh, extravaganza. How are you, brother? Uh, doing good. It, it really was appreciated to get a week away from Mike. <laughs> the, 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 thing, the thing that was terrible is on Facebook, uh, both Robert and Katie, uh, my significant other, just find this perfect union of rage and anger to just take out on me and just beat me up online. And there's nobody. Who it's not really me. anger or rage. It's just acceptance of of you as a person. <laughs> but, uh, you and Katie are great at double teaming me and just uh, and just hammering me. If I get a little talky or get a big head or something, it always depends on you guys to kind of knock me down a few notches. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey but, uh, guys, I wanted uh, just quickly. I wanted to mention. Speaking of birthdays, the godmother of DDP Yoga, Terry Lang is celebrating a birthday this week. So go on over to her Facebook page or on Team DDP Yoga and give her a little birthday shout-out. Nice. She, she is amazing, like truly one of the yeah. most inspiring people. Um, and she's got such a great attitude. I, I've met her a ton of times, and she's just she's just a bundle of positivity. So uh, happy birthday to uh, Terry uh, and the person who uh, really kick-started uh, uh, Stacey's uh, path as well. Oh. She was my. She is. She continues to be my mentor and my inspiration. Yes. Uh, happy birthday, Terry. And uh, we're going to bring on our guest just one second. Uh, I just want to point out that Hayden is off tonight, uh, and uh, he is actually in town. Uh, not in town, but in the country uh, down in Atlanta. And I just got a uh, a text from them from the Guns N' Roses show, uh, which they're at in Atlanta right now. And uh, I wish I could be there. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. But uh, I hope you guys are having a blast, and I hope Hayden's having a great trip uh, with his lovely bride, Laura. Um, and we're excited to get you over here for good. So uh, Hayden should be back with us once he gets back in the 
flight uh, lag, jet lag is uh, worn off and such as well. Um, but I guess we'll just get right into it. We'll hit the uh, the upcoming dates for the workshops in just a little bit. But um, I want to bring them on right now, and we got a lot to talk about. And they are, uh, Stacey referred to them in the promo, as a dynamic duo of DDP Radio. And it's not that far off because we have one Superman, and then I call him because uh, I'm going to say his name, Steve Langer, is this, he's this mountain of a man. Not fat, but just a thick, big guy. He was a wrestler. He has his beard. He's got... You know, hair from head to toe. I call him the Yogi Bear of DDP Radio. I DDP Yoga. <laughs> so we've got uh, the Yogi Bear, and we got the Superman. we got Cal L. Skylander and uh, Steve Langer on the show. Long-time DDP Yoga users. Uh, how are you guys? What's up? What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. That, that Boston accent just brings me back, man. <laughs> I turned on you. I turned on you. I, I pulled it out. I couldn't deal with the snow anymore, man. I know. It's okay. Um, and, and I just want to give you guys them a little background on you. I met Steve for the first time. I think it was the, uh, the was it the GDP Yoga workshop in Dover that we did? Yes, it was the New Hampshire workshop at the Kettlebell uh, Gym. Yes, that was the first time I met Steve. But little yeah. did we know, we come from a similar world and surround ourselves with a lot of the same people. Yet we always mm-hmm. avoided each other somehow throughout uh, the time of things. But uh, Steve was a pro wrestler. Uh, many years. We've had him on our show. We've talked about this before, and uh, he traveled in a lot of the same circles that I did a couple years beforehand. Uh, but you beat the hell out of yourself, uh, and, and you kind of came to DDP Yoga as a, as a bit of a necessity to kind of make your life better. And we've had you on the show, as we said, and we talked about all this stuff, but I want to talk about your kind of uh, your recent um, kind of evolution with DDP Yoga, and we're going to bring Cal into this in just a second and talk about how you guys kind of handled this and kind of tag-teamed each other up. Um, yeah, you kind of came to a point where you were kind of stuck in the same place for a while. You, you were oh. you were doing the workouts, you were feeling great, but you just wanted to burst through that that next level. And you guys uh, started to uh, incorporate the intermittent fasting into your uh, routine. And um, we're gonna put that there. And then I want to bring on Cal because Cal is a longtime DDPOB user. Uh, he's been around for as long as I can remember, and he was one of those guys that I always saw his name bouncing around, but I didn't really know him because. I just we just never actually friended each other, and then I kind of got to know him, and he's another one of those guys. And I've seen Cal a bunch of times, and I never realized that he had such a big weight problem as before and after picture kind of came into my uh, conscience. And he's one of those guys that he's stuck with it. Years later, he's here too. But you get to a point where you kind of hit a wall sometimes. You've been doing this a long time. You need a little something to break through. And uh, you guys can talk to me about uh, what kind of changes you took in your diet to kind of get through that next level uh, to kind of evolve your uh, program with DDP Yeah. All right. Uh, Cal, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, my re- I'll give you the Reader's Digest version since, Mike, you pretty much summed everything up, you know. Um, I, I started DDP Yoga at the very beginning of 2013, after really kind of hitting rock bottom in 2012, um, my independent wrestling career, if you will, was pretty much over. My body was broken. My knees were shot. My back was shot. And I was finding myself close to probably 340 pounds. Um, the Reader's Digest version was I saw myself in the mirror in the summer of 2012, and the light bulb switched, and I had to do something about it. So... 
I've done everything in the past leading up to that. I've tried everything, every gimmick. I, I, I've tried all the weight loss programs, all the pills, potions, and powders that there was. Um, then I was turned on to DDP yoga, not only for the weight loss benefit program of it, but also to heal my body, which it did. It, uh, as far as healing my body, you know, my knees were feeling better. My back was feeling great. You know, everything as far as physically, I was feeling good. I lost a little bit of weight because I made some slight adjustments to nutrition, um, changing over and eliminating certain things like processed foods and, you know, um, sugars and all that stuff. Um, and then I found myself, you know, being stuck pretty much. I went from, you know, the 340 mark to about 290 quickly. Um, but then I stayed there and I stayed there almost throughout 2013 and 2014 and 2015 to the point where I was banging my head against the wall so hard. And I told this story when I was on DDP radio before, you know, to the point where I had to go see an endocrinologist. Thanks to Kat Arnett, who kind of led me there and uh, to get all my levels checked to see if there was anything going on internally whether it was a hormone problem or anything like that. And, you know, all of those things came back fine, too. And everything was fine. I, I was racking my brains against it. And leading up until that, you know, Cal and I became friends, and that's why we became the dynamic duo in a sense because I call him my brother from another mother because if you've seen pictures of us, we kind of somewhat have slight resemblances. It's kind of scary and eerie at the same time. Um, and it's funny, uh, but he's led me to, uh, and just kind of throwing ideas in my head about intermittent fasting. And I, I didn't really give it a lot of thought a year ago about it. And it wasn't until early this year that I started to dabble in intermittent fasting a little bit, a little bit more. And I didn't really know much about it at the beginning of this year, um, until I started doing it and I started to read it. And um, it wasn't until then when I started to notice the weight started to fall off. And I said, this is the craziest thing in the world. I'm not really doing anything different besides not eating. Um, but Steve, can you, can you just give us, a, can you give us a quick definition of what yes. intermittent fasting is? Yeah, I want to give you the, the, the Steve Langer version of it. And uh, okay. Cal will probably type in and give us his version. So, you know, there's fasting, and everybody knows what fasting is. Fasting's been around for thousands of years. You know, they've been doing that, you know, for religious and spiritual reasons. And people have fasted when there is, you know, lack of food, you know, in their, in their lifestyles, this and that. Uh, but intermittent fasting, in my view, is a period of going from feast to famine. Um, and it's kind of like, I like to describe it as food timing. So what intermittent fasting is, you're basically, in the most layman's term, is you're extending your fast um, from breakfast to when you wake up. You're, you're not eating right away, and you're, you're giving yourself some more time. And there's a lot more science behind that, and there's a lot of books out there to read if you want to read about them. But all you're doing is 
giving yourself some time from the time you go to bed or the time you had your last meal to the time you have your next meal. And that's intermittent fasting. And that's when you start eating again. You have, a now, you have another window of when you now eat and you're taking in all of your, your food. It's not a diet. It's just extension of your fast or when you sleep. Do you follow oh, so me on that? Yeah, so I've heard of, you know, 24 and 36 and sometimes 48-hour fast, but mm-hmm. this doesn't sound like it's that long. No, and it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, there's the most common um, intermittent fasts are about 16 hours, and then you then you have an eight-hour window where you eat, um, and you're going to get all of your food and your nutrition in this eight-hour window. And the basic science behind intermittent fasting is you're giving your body the time to digest and to utilize the food that you have eaten prior. Use the carbohydrates and the sugars and the glucose in your body. Use that energy as what it was intended for. And it also now starts tapping into your body fat stores. So your body puts on body fat when it has no more room to use it as energy in the basic sense. And when you finally have used up all of your carbohydrates, your body takes now the fat reserves and uses that as energy. That's the next step in what your body uses for energy. So when you go into a fasted state, you're now using body fat as energy. You're also going into a state of more of a cellular cleansing. You're now going into a state of higher human growth hormone levels. There's so much great, great, great things that can happen with intermittent fasting. I know Cal is dying to jump in here with a lot of stuff. So I'm just going to, before I jump over and hand it off to him, I will tell you that I started doing 12-hour fasts, and that includes my sleep, which I only sleep like six to eight hours. And then 12-hour fasts weren't enough for me. You know, I have a very high insulin resistance. I've been overweight for so many years. So I jumped to 16 and then to 20. When I jumped to 20 hours, that's when I noticed the scale drop. And I can say to you guys and everybody listening that in April I was 290 pounds. So from April of this year I was 290 pounds, still stuck at that 290. I am now 260 pounds from intermittent fasting. And I eat every day and I ate a lot of food, believe me. And, and I eat healthy, you know, I'm more cognizant of what I eat. Um, I eat. I eat really healthy, and I have a ton of energy, guys. I'm up at 6 a.m., and I go to bed at 11 or 12 at night, and I am going, 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 like the Energizer Bunny. So, so, so on, a, on a day when you fast, you, you get up, and then you don't eat till what, like 3 or 4 o'clock? Uh, depending on the day and depending on how I feel. Um, some days I'll push it till about 9 o'clock at night. Some days it'll be 7 some days I won't fast at all. That's the great benefit of fasting is you can control it, how you feel. There might be a day, like, for example, this past Sunday, I had a really lousy day. I ate a lot of food during the day, and I ate a lot of – I kind of tended to cheat a lot at night. No. So on Monday, my cravings no. were really high, and I didn't fast at all on Monday. I just ate on Monday. But I knew on Tuesday I was going to come back in strong. 
and I felt great, you know. And that, those are and, some of the key benefits of fasting is you can control it and do based around your lifestyle, your work, you know, what uh-huh. you're doing with your family. If you have a holiday or a birthday celebration, you don't have to worry uh-huh. about it. Just come back the next day. Okay, well, I want to get into elements of what it, what is involved with breaking the fast and what your meals are like, but I know Cal has some real um, some benefits that he would like to, to discuss. Cal? Uh, yeah. So, um, did you want me to start off uh, where Steve did, how I found DDP yoga, or you want to just jump right into the uh, no, benefits? Yeah, yeah. Give us the backstory about what brought you here, and then what kind of led you to uh, take that uh, left turn and go down that road. Okay, so basically my my whole life I grew up with martial arts since I was four years old and weight training, which to me meant health, which didn't. I mean, unfortunately, by the time I started fighting my average match, you're talking two minutes. And when you when you start teaching, you're really not doing as much as you're watching unless you demonstrate a, um, a technique. So basically my health is getting worse, it's getting worse, it's getting worse, but I'm, you know, I do martial arts, I weight train, so I'm convinced, despite the fact that I've always been a big guy, I was getting heavier, I came from a big family, I ignored it. So when I started getting, you know, chest pains, things like that, I decided to see the doctor. Well, correction, my wife decided I had to see the doctor. So I I went and did the test, and when we went back, he looked at me and he actually said to me, he goes, I'll never forget. He goes, you're going to die. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I lift weights. I exercise. I'm not going to die. And he goes, you're not doing anything cardio. You're not doing anything for your heart. You're going to die. And basically what he did, which he did probably the worst thing anybody could ever do is he went and got my wife and told her. So now, now I know I'm in trouble. And my wife made the comment, what turned it around because I was making a joke about it is, she made a comment about my daughter and said, you know, basically that you're going to, you know, leave your daughter. She's going to be an orphan. And I said, actually, she won't be an orphan because she'll still have you. And my wife said, no, because if something happens to you, it'll kill me. And at that point, I'm like, all right, I got to do something. And I, I hated cardio. Cardio was just awful. I couldn't stand it any more than two minutes. Forget it. So she went on a mission to find something that I would do. And she's the first one that found uh, DDP yoga. And I kind of laughed at the idea until I found out DDP was attached to it. Cause I was a huge DDP was one of my two favorite wrestlers in the, uh, back when we watched wrestling all the time. So I was like, well, you gotta be kidding. So it made me look into it. And I actually got the book. I actually did DDP yoga from the book for the first few months and actually was getting results. And because of those results, I ended up getting the DVDs, which your results are so much better when you have in front of you. There's things that the book is good. It's not the same as having, you know, DDP in front of you, showing you the moves and how to do it. So from there, what happened was, is about six months into it, I really wanted to ramp it up. And I found out the movie Wolverine was coming out July 27th, which also coincided with my 40th birthday. So... I decided to do a website called Wolverine by 40 and I was going to get in shape because he was getting in shape. And one of the articles I read from Hugh Jackman was I really needed to get lean. So in order to get lean fast, I'm using intermittent fasting. So I started doing research about all the intermittent fasting. I found out there's five main ways people do it, even though there's multiple, there's five main ways. And that's how I came across intermittent fasting. 
and found that the intermittent fasting with DDP yoga, you know, that was my one-two punch. It worked very, very well. And, and that's how I came to DDP yoga and how I came into uh, intermittent fasting. And you, you, we've heard from Steve the basic kind of outlook from it. And um, I kind of, I kind of want to hear play part devil advocate and part kind of uh, legitimate questioning. Um, okay. So with this, I, I, I looked up to it. I didn't, wasn't really familiar with a whole lot of it, but I've done research on it in the past couple of days since the show was coming up. And I know that you probably have different ways that you can do it. And I'm sure knowing you, the both of you guys and the kind of life you guys live, um, I'm, I'm sure that you guys kind of do it differently. But a lot of people online will put it over as I can eat as much as I want. I can do whatever I want and then fast afterwards to recover. And I know you guys probably do that differently because of your time in the community. But with this, is this, uh, is this helpful for building lifelong or life-changing things? Or is this a, a, uh, a, a thing to kind of kickstart things and do for a short period of time? Is this, do you think it's building the, the skills you need to maintain the weight? Or is this a short uh, kind of experiment? Do you guys know how you guys plan on hitting that? Um. Well, intermittent fasting really is a lifestyle. The thing with intermittent fasting is there's a great video online by this guy named Dr. Mike who's just amazing, and he talks about that. If you do that, you still will lose weight, but you're not hitting maximum. You shouldn't eat whatever you want. You know, the reason intermittent fasting works so well is there's there's two things that control our weight. You have ghrelin in your body and you have leptin. Now, ghrelin is kind of what helps you with your GH levels, your learning, and your memory. It's also what fights against anxiety and depression. But ghrelin shuts down when you're eating. So therefore, the more you eat, the more hungry you're going to get, the more moody you're going to feel. And on the other end, you have leptin, which is uh, from the Greek word leptos. It means thin. And leptin sends signals to your body that your energy needs have been met, uh, excuse me, and it shuts off hunger. And most of us, from frequent feeding, from the myth of having to eat so frequently, it shuts off both of these incorrectly, and they actually get reversed. Intermittent fasting, which is really just an eating window, you know, I tell people it's not really what you eat, but when you eat. And by changing the window, you can reset these things by eating the way our hunter-gatherer ancestors did. So it's, it's meant to be a lifestyle, but it's the window part. It's not meant, you should still keep your nutrition, which is good, whether you're low carb, whether you're one of those people that feel high carb works for you. What you eat doesn't change. It's just when you eat that changes. And I'd like to, and let me uh, let me jump in on that too. So, so for an example, with me, when I started doing intermittent fasting, one of my big reasons why I started it was because I had a huge addiction to sugar, um, especially sweets and cakes and stuff like that. And one of those addictions hits me very early in the morning when I have my coffee. And my coffee, I used to put, you know, sweetener in it and cream and all that. So when I started doing the intermittent fasting programs, I knew that I I could not have sugar because it kind of goes against all, you know, everything you're trying to do. So what intermittent fasting has done for me is it actually allowed me to kind of not cure but break that habit of having that sugar addiction it broke that addiction away because I could not have the sugar in the morning. And it allowed me to not crave it anymore. I wasn't craving the sweets. I switched my coffee to straight black coffee. Sometimes I'd have a cream in it, but no carbs, nothing with calories or anything like that, nothing with a sweetener. 
uh, because my goal was to try to lower my insulin levels in that. So intermittent fasting has allowed me to become uh, less addictive to sugar. I still have those moments in time depending on what I eat. But it also has given me a better appreciation to food Um, because I go for longer periods of time. When I do eat, I'm not craving, you know, the first couple weeks were kind of tough and I wanted everything under the sun. But now when I eat, I want something so good. And when I have a piece of fruit, that fruit is so sweet and it's so delicious. And I'm craving real food. So it almost... You're, you're, you're changing everything. You're changing your thought process by doing something like this because you are healing your body inside. You're, you are changing your cells and your mind and your brain is changing what you're doing. From uh, from having a, like a, a basic, um, you know, knowledge of biology and stuff, I see why this would, you know, physiologically work. I understand like the, uh, you know, the fasting and of course the being able to burn off that energy is going to kickstart your metabolism anyways. Uh, to allow it naturally to burn off. Um, but i got to ask you, uh, do you know this? Do you, is there ways to kind of make it your own? Like, do you have to fast at night and then wake up and fast? Or do you fast before bed okay. or stuff? And I, I'm, I'm curious about that. Uh, and I know, Steve, you said you go the first part of the day without eating, and I know you have a job and you have a gig and stuff. Do you find that it's difficult? I mean, it, sometimes maybe the blood sugar is out of whack and you, you, you've gone too long without eating and maybe you're – you know, your your system is dipped, or are you able to have the energy to kind of get through your day without having that meal first thing in the morning? I, I noticed that, like, I, I, I tend to do my, my fasting. I, I keep strictly during the work week, my weekends, all, all bets are off. However, I habitually always fast a little bit, it seems, on the weekends, not as long. Um, I do notice that I have so much energy in the morning, more energy in the morning than I do at night. Um, however, um, I've been doing this now since March or April, and I've had a lot of training. I'm probably one of the crazier ones. We have a group on Facebook, and um, Cal will give out the name because he created the group. Um, I'm probably one of the crazier ones in the group because I will do 48-hour fast and 24-hour fast, and I think I'm in the middle of a 36-hour one now. Um, only because I'm crazy about it and I, I do these weird things. But some days I'll do a 12-hour, and it really gauges on how I feel. If I want to eat, I'll eat. Yeah, it's, to answer your question, like some of the main different ways how it changes, um, the eight hours really, as long as they're eight hours, you can move them. But you also have these different ways that are out there. There's one called the five and two, which literally is you eat normal for five days, and for two days – you eat 500 calories and you can split those up however you want. There's one called the 24 2 where you do a 24 hour, excuse me, 24 hour fast, two days a week. Uh, there's one called the fast five where six days a week you eat for only five hours. Uh, there's one called the warrior diet, which you actually do eat early on, but you eat what he considers doesn't negate, you know, ketones and those types of things, which is you can have a small handful of almonds, uh, you can have one Greek yogurt and a couple of boiled eggs, and then you feast that night. But the uh, the most common one that you're probably seeing is called the 816. Uh, Men's Health just wrote a book on it called the 8-Hour Diet. But basically what that is is you fast for 16 hours and you eat for 8 hours. And like uh, Steve mentioned earlier, part of that is sleeping. So it's it's actually fairly simple. 
It sounds like shutting off the eating is a big part of this because probably because of the hormones like the leptin. Uh, yeah, that's correct because that's where the manipulation comes in because um, you've heard of the uh, probably the uh, circadian rhythm and we have one of those to hunger and that gets really out of whack, which is where your leptin and your ghrelin gets messed up. And then now insulin is kind of messed up because you need your leptin because insulin basically stores fat and leptin is what burns it. So what you want to do is increase the fasting window, and that's what all those different diets do is give you that extra time for that to actually kick in. And you actually, after a while, get used to it. You don't feel the food. You actually think clearly because what happens is, is your brain normally uses glucose when you do frequent eating, but your brain actually performs ketones. It actually makes you think clearer. So you actually have clearer thinking. You actually do better on a test and and the reason the length is so important because what it is is your body burns two things. It burns uh, glucogen and it burns fat. And the glucogen takes six to eight hours to empty before your body switches to fat burning mode. So you want to have that extra time because otherwise normally if you, you, know, you sleep eight hours, you wake up, your body's going, okay, I'm going to burn fat now. But most people immediately eat. So you never get a chance to play around with that uh, the hormones and it creates the insulin resistance that's just so prevalent in so many people. Yeah. And I, I mean, I want to jump in on that insulin resistance thing because I think that's a big one. Like, especially, you know, people that are overweight, you know, being overweight, you know, they, you know, obesity is now, you know, a disease and, you know, it's been called a disease. It's very multifactorial. There's so many, you know, so many reasons why people can be obese and have insulin resistance and stuff like that, you know. But when we have a, we have, you know, we have so much insulin resistance in our bodies. And I've read so much on this topic. It's, you know, it's all I do is read on this topic. I've read five books. I think I'm reading three right now. And, you know, when you have this fasting window, you're now giving your body that time to become more sensitive to insulin again. Um, and I think that definitely is the reason why it's worked for me. You know, everybody's known my story about my thyroid cancer, and now I'm on synthetic thyroid, and everybody keeps saying, well, I think you're losing weight because you're on thyroid hormones. I'm like, well, no, because my thyroid levels were fine before my cancer, and they're still fine now. You know, everything I've done was fine before. It's now the absence of insulin or the lowering of the insulin due to the extended fasting window that has helped my body become more sensitive and allowed the glucose to transfer into the cells. This is all science. There's nothing you can argue about these points, you know. And then human growth hormone levels, both in males and females, increase dramatically when there's an absence of insulin. So when you have human growth hormone levels higher, you burn more fat, you maintain more muscle. That's a big myth is, well, you're going to burn so much muscle when you fast. I had the manager of my gym tell me that, and I started laughing at it. I'm like, well, I haven't lost any muscle, you know, and that's how, you know, they say intermittent fasting will help you keep your age and all this stuff because you're, you're doing all of these great things hormonally to your body. My endocrinologist, when I saw her last month, knew all about intermittent fasting, and I was very happy that she knew about it. And uh, because conventional wisdom in medicine, you know, doesn't 
you know, promote this stuff. And I'm all against it, you know, conventional medicine and wisdom. I I think a lot of people equate uh, fasting with starving. Yes. And yes. It's, it's depleting the body and then it's, it's a miserable, you know, state of being. And, um, you know, and I want to I make clear DDP Radio and DDP Yoga is not endorsing this, but we, we like to have members on and have them share their viewpoint about what's working for them. And if you're thinking of trying it, it really would be a good idea to check with your doctor first and, and just, you know, get the go-ahead before you undertake it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, before I answer your last question, uh, Stacey, I do want to say is, while I was doing this, my doctor was well aware of me taking on this diet, so I do recommend that uh, mm-hmm. as well. But to answer the starving, the starving mode really does exist. That's actually out there, but it actually takes 72 to 96 hours for that to kick in. It's not what most people think. You know, you're looking at three to four days before you actually hit starving mode. So it does exist. It is real. Mm-hmm. It's been scientifically proven, but it takes 72 to 96 hours. And what most people think is starvation, it's really when you eat frequently, you have reactions to the foods and the chemicals in your food. So you eat something bad for you, the way you feel a couple hours later is really more a result of the chemicals you're putting in your body than the starvation mode. Mm. Uh, we have a, a call on the line, and we're going to grab her real quick. Robert just shot me a message. Um, this is a known DDP yoga troublemaker. Cat uh, Arnett is, uh, yeah. is on the line. No. And she's, she's, hey, Kat. She's, hmm. Hey, guys. Hey, Cat, hey, how Kat. are you? How's it going? <laughs> now, Cat is a long-time DDP yoga member, and every single time I check online, she's either with Langer or she's with Cal. She's She's all over, bouncing hey. all over the place, and you guys Stop are kind buddy. of like a tight little unit. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my crew, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just have to, just wanted to say thanks to both these guys because, you know, I was stalled really badly last year. And, Stacey, you even know that because I had spoken to you last year. Um, mm-hmm. And, it was, you know, it was having a lot of trouble. And this, I'll tell you, intermittent fasting, it's an amazing tool. And I just am so grateful to Kalel and, and Steve for helping me, you know. And it's just just had to say it's, it's, it, it is the science, there's science behind it, and it, it works because I'm almost 57, and I'm down pounds since January. So given my age, given slow metabolism, you know, it's, it's science, and, and it works. Mm-hmm. You rock, Kat. Great. You rock. Yay. Uh, <laughs> stay, stay on the line one second, Kat, because I want to get into this real quick because we'll get back to the fast in just a second. But one thing I wanted to touch on while yeah. I was here is, the relationship between Steve and uh, Kal-El uh, and the fact that they've kind of teamed up for uh, the greater good and, and have, have gotten together and been successful, and you've been a huge part of that group. And I kind of want to talk about just for a second the importance and how beneficial it is to find people in your area or, or close to you online or people you can call and relate to. Um, it's, a, it's a huge bonus when doing this. And that's kind of like part of the virtue of DDP yoga is when you look at Kat and you look at Steve and you look at Kal-El, demographically there's probably not three different people on the planet, but you guys have been able to come through and form a huge uh, successful partnership with this and a friendship and have been very successful in your journeys. How have you guys uh, 
teaming up to be a uh, part of your your journey in this. Wow. Well, Mike, we actually we have you to thank. Steve and I have you to thank because <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was your workshop where we met up in Dover, New Hampshire. And that was the the bond just formed. We wa- I walked in the door. He was sitting on the couch. He owned the joint. And I said, oh, I'm going to hang out with this guy because he obviously <laughs> knows what's going on, you know. Uh, and we met Cal, like, um, after that. later. And, right? Langer. Am I wrong? Come on. Oh, yes. Yeah. We, we met Cal. We met Cal a year later in Newport, right? Or at least yep. I did. And then. Yeah. Uh, Me too. Me and Ava. Yeah. And then that bond, then that bond, bond got bigger. And then we did, then we did the um, open house level one workout up in New Hampshire that Cal put on. Yeah. You know, and then we grew that bond even bigger. Then we met again in Newport. I met, I met up with Cal, and then we just started talking more and more, you know, online. And um, I think the three of us talk at least almost every day, you know. No, oh, easily. Sure. And then, yep. and then we, then we all started this intermittent fasting thing, around, all around the same time. And then we kind of like started a group chat, and, um, and that's why we, you know, we tell people, yes, check with your doctors, you know. But you know, reach out to us if you want interest in it. You know, there's so many books, and we're not going to promote all that stuff on here because that's not what it's for. But you can go no. and do your research because I bought like ten of them, and. There's so many books and so many videos and so many things. And the bond, though, back to you, Mike, you know, these bonds in DDP yoga world is amazing, you know. And I, I don't think there's a fitness program out there that has the bonds that Team DDP yoga has. No, I don't think so. And Kat, i gotta, I got to throw over Kat real quick because we did that workshop yeah. in Dover. And yeah. she um, – and, 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 you know, I, I've worked out for DDP yoga for a long time. And even after – probably a year or two under my belt doing DDP yoga, going to work out with Dallas for the first time at some point, man, that's a whole different animal. He, that's an hour and a half of intense workout. And you weren't really a DDP yoga person. You saw that advertisement. You showed up, and you hung with that. I barely hung with that. And you just came in. You had no thoughts about it. You're just like, I'm going to go in and try this. No intimidation, nothing. And you owned it that day, and you created a life, a, a bond that has lasted years with this program i that day was really magical and stacy was there that day and uh-huh. that was just meeting stacy to me was, i remember watershed <laughs> that was a what and the picture i'm looking at the picture on my wall of, of the three of us me and Ava and, stacy. and it was just yeah. um that was a really an amazing day it was really the reboot of my life because i truly felt if i had not gone that day i might not be here i'm i'm you know i you know i was listening to arthur borman last week talking about what he said about how he might not have you know been be alive but because of ddp yoga he is and i feel very very similar very very strongly and um it's just it's amazing absolutely amazing but again this is a tool that people can use if you fall or you know you need to do something different it's a tool it's and it's good medicine but but this team it's just unbeatable absolutely and and yes. really michael thank you for for setting that whole thing up i mean i kind of have you to thank for all of this in a way it's pretty uh, cool it's all your fault what uh, all your fault <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, and, and you guys are doing awesome, and that's just the great testament. You know, his the whole attitude is make it your own, and we. I mean, there's no uh, prototype human being 
that can just is this one way to do things. I, I talked about it earlier. I mean, all of us on this show at this moment come probably from completely different backgrounds, completely demogra- different demographics, and the fact that it's worked for Cal and for Steve and for Cat, the intermittent fasting, may not work for me and Stacy, but it may. And there's so many different ways to approach this, and there's no granite carved in stone directions and instruction books on how you need to do this. And that's what this was all about, is finding your path, finding what works for you, and if it doesn't work for you, go a different direction. Find something else. It, it, there's yeah. no uh, magical treasure map to success. It's Absolutely. all trial and error. And every time you fall, that's not a bad thing. It's a lesson right. learned, and there's another road you got to go down, obviously. But there's so many different ways to attack this and so many different people to kind of relate to. And it just it's, it's a really crazy dynamic we have here. Um, and and the, we talked about the DDP yoga, and the DDP yoga is the workout, is what we call the workout, but it's not the workout. That's not what this program is about. It's so multifaceted, and it's the people, and it's the attitude, it's the eating. It's, it's so, uh, you know, there's so much involved in this. And through this, I've met so many amazing people like everybody on the show tonight, and every single one of you has been around for a long period of time, and I've seen every single one of you in your good moments and in your struggling moments. And the fact that we're still here talking tonight after all this time is a testament to the program and the ability to stand back up when we fall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so, struggles are all part of it, you know, and I so, think we all know that. That's why we're still here. Well, you know, my, <laughs> yeah, my sure. grandfather used to always say a fish stinks from the head down. And mm. I think the opposite the opposite is true where DDP – comes from the heart, says what he means, means what he says. There's no empty promises, and that trickles down to everybody else involved in the program. So we have that tight unit, and we care as well. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and thank you, Kat, so much for, for swinging by. Thanks, and you guys. guys uh, we'll Thanks. be talking tomorrow, I'm sure. And congratulations right. on your success. That's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great <laughs> show. Yeah, we thanks, thanks a lot, Kat. Okay. Bye, buddy. Have to right the show soon. All right. Um, that, that was Kat. She's just an amazing part of this uh, this uh, network of people, and we have another amazing part of this network of people, but you don't you dare tell him I said so because he'll use it against me. Of course, we have the one and only Travis. How are you, brother? Yeah, yeah me. <laughs> oh, keep it on the down low, right? <laughs> How you doing? How are you, man? Hey, up? Travis. You know, I'm I'm trying to keep it cool. It's actually finally cooled off a little bit in the Midwest for you know for a couple of days at least. So you know how it goes. <clears throat> I just you know I just want to give a call here because you know Steve is you know Steve and Cal have made some amazing progress. I've been watching them here the last few months, and I uh, just the picture I saw you Steve today is just like wow. I mean the progress you've made. In, in two months' time, it's just short of amazing. Yeah, thanks, man. It's kind of crazy. I was very happy with it, and um, there's so much more I can go with it, too, and, I, and I'm excited to, you know, drop even more. I'm just happy that I finally, you know, found, for me, you know, just like we said, everybody's different. You know, for me, this has been like the missing link in the chain for me. I've been struggling for years to, to lose the weight, and I needed this, this 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 way of doing things, you know, to get, you know, this weight off of me. I've tried everything. 
you know, I was teaching two classes a day and I dropped all these, you know, calories out of my diet and all this unnecessary food and the weight was not budging, you know, and, and it didn't make any sense. And when you finally look at the big picture and the science, and that's the thing, it's like I looked at the science. And I was a what about, you know, I was a what if guy and trying to figure out why this stuff, you know, why wasn't this working? It didn't make sense to me. So I had to do the research, and I did the research, and, you know, I read all about it, and it made sense after I read about it. And I'm like, that's just, I, I have all this insulin built up in my body. Even though I was eating healthy and eating all day long, like conventional wisdom says, you know, five to six times a day, yeah, and it was all salads and stuff like that, but it was still not giving my body the time it needed to heal itself. And then once I started going on, you know, a longer fast, that's when my body decided to start just dropping the pounds. I literally watched my my scale go from 282 one week to like 268 the following week. It was crazy, and I didn't even work out. You know. Now, even no. even though you you both are very motivated to do this, do you find it hard psychologically? At first, I or did. In the, yeah. You know, at first, I think it's a very psychological game because we're all accustomed to. You know, we were all brought up, wake up and eat your breakfast, right? Because that's what they tell you to do. You know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But they don't tell you when your breakfast should be. You know, my breakfast just happens to be at 3 in the afternoon when everybody's ready to take a nap, you know. <laughs> so it yeah, is, I don't, ever, I don't ever skip breakfast. I just push it back a long time. Yeah. That's right. a good way to look at it. So, so then here's, my, here's, here's the technical question is um, – when you break your fast, do you break your fast to something specific? Do you do you map that out, or or how do you do that? I Shall you want to jump in on that? Yeah, I, I personally break it off very small. If I'm doing, I actually split it up two days a week. I do a 24-hour fast. Um, I don't like to go a day without eating, so I go supper to supper, so that I'm eating every day, even on a 24-hour fast is how I do it. And when I do my eight, 16 and 8, I start off with a salad. That will be the first thing. I'll have a small salad, maybe some light protein, like some chicken in it. So then it's still light. So I still end up with one big meal, but I break it very slow. The first four hours are very, very small amounts of food. Because at that point, I've had in my system all day is coffee. So. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think it's very important if anybody is to do something like this is to, you know, slowly introduce food back into your nutrition for the day, you know, stuff that's light, you know, uh, vegetables are probably the best thing, you know, raw vegetables, you know, stuff like that, like a salad. I, I was doing a lot of um, smoothies myself, but my smoothies basically were spinach and kale and, you know, a little bit of um, uh, vegan protein and some flaxseed and stuff like that. Nothing too heavy, um, especially the first meal, even maybe a fruit, you know, a nice, fresh fruit or something like that to, to get your stomach acid going and stuff, you know. That's that's why I feel I may have a little bit of a problem with it because you send me what I've seen for 15 hours and I'm not responsible for the horrible crimes I'm going to commit. You're going to well, find me in yeah. like you're going to find me laying in a Wendy's just like rolling around in burger buns and just like <laughs> crying on the floor. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm a different person. I tell people. Yeah, well, I tell yeah. people to expect that at first. I, I have a bodybuilder on this diet. And he just did his first show. He went from 360 pounds down to a very lean 220. And uh, the first week he did it, he overate so bad in his big meal. You know, 
It does happen. What I encourage and how I do it is baby steps. I say if you eat breakfast every day at 8 for the first week, eat breakfast every day at 10. Then yeah. shoot for 10.30 or 11. Then shoot for 12. Your body kind of eases into it a lot easier then, and you don't have that overcompensation the first week or so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, a, psych- it's a psychological thing because, you know, our, our minds are trying to tell us that we're supposed to eat, and then we get these weird cravings. And the cravings is not our body saying we're supposed to eat. It's just our mind, and that's when we get cranky, you know, and we're not supposed to be. And that takes, like, you know, it takes a little training, but, you know, after a while, you're fine. And the great thing is, like I said, you can have as much coffee as you want. I go through, like, two pots a day. I'm all cranked up all day long. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually I was actually going to bring that up because, um, and I, I'm going to keep myself quiet because I'm certain someone's in the other room, but um, I live with an individual who is the sweetest girl in the world. She is just uh, kind-hearted and sweet. But there's a point of hunger where a certain point of the day when she gets incredibly hungry and she literally turns into the Incredible Hulk. And I was wondering if there are certain uh, times that you push yourself to the point where you're just not pleasant to be around. Yeah, I get like that. Uh, A lot of that has to do with uh, the rhythm of your internal hunger because we're all creatures of habit and it goes back to that circadian rhythm. First, your body does want to eat when you're used to eating. We have artificial light now. We have shift work. But once you train yourself, you don't have that. I mean, and one of the issues you have that too is if your brain is used to glucose all the time and then suddenly it's getting ketones, which makes it function better, at first you will have a slight headache in the beginning, you know, and that leads to that grumpiness that you're talking about. That can be a real thing. So it, it does happen now. I'm so used to it. It's part of my everyday life. But in the beginning, yeah, there's there's some of that. Yeah, it's withdrawal, you know. Yeah. I would food, think all... the, the coffee helps a lot, um, but I can't drink it black. I mean, I, I would almond milk just kill the whole fat? No, no. As long as as long as whatever you're putting in it doesn't have, you know, sugars or um, calories like. Um, you know, carbohydrates or anything like that, because that kind of defeats the whole purpose of it. But you can have okay. a lot of people do like the bulletproof coffee, you know, with the um, heavy cream, you know, and the MCT oil, um, that stuff that's, that's pretty good for you as well, you know, while you're doing it. Um, I was doing that for a while at first because I was trying to get used to the flavor of black coffee without cream and sugar. So I would do, mm-hmm. you know, the heavy cream and stuff like that. You know, now I can just go straight black coffee. I've I've officially switched over to organic coffee beans now. I grind them daily. You know, I'm kind of going crazy over here in uh, southeastern Mass. So. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do the, the black coffee, too. I can't drink it any other way now. But uh, we talked about the starving point and the hunger point and stuff like that. And part of that we talked about, like, the psychologically, like what we've been trained our whole lives. Like, in here in the U.S., we're constantly, like, things are revolved around dinner and revolved around lunch. You, you're working, and you stop, and you eat lunch, and it's an event. And so we're constantly kind of have that, even, you know, if we're not on the day schedule or for a night owl or whatever, we still have that, like, time period where it's like, okay, this is when people eat breakfast, you know, 1 o'clock noon, that's when we eat lunch. Um, and, you know, I think it kind of screws with our hunger and kind of trains us in a different way. Um, you know, hunger, I'm sure, in some terms, can be subjective. I don't think in my life, I know in my life I've never been starving ever once, and I've probably 
have never, ever actually truly been hungry. And you go over to, like, countries in Africa and overseas and stuff, and you'll, you'll see what hunger actually looks like. But our mind, yeah. though constantly hit with that food, uh, I think we don't even know what hungry is. I don't think we, any of us have actually experienced hunger, yet our body and our mind is telling us we're constantly hungry. Right. That's, a, yeah, that's, that's exactly what that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's our body. It's our mind telling us we're always hungry because of all the horrible food, you know, that we're so used to eating that's loaded with a bunch of stuff, you know. If we started to get more on a natural diet and doing stuff more natural, you know, then those things change really quick, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you look how our, our ancestors, I mean, that's 100% correct. There was no 7-Elevens, you know, in Walmart grocery stores, you know, a thousand years ago. They they were hunters and gatherers. They spent the day trying to find the food, and then they would have one meal at night, which uh, the Romans did later, which they would spend the whole day training and eat one meal at night, which even included the animals like their pets, like dogs and whatnot. It was all just one meal. So a lot of the what we call hunger, because, again, until you hit 72, 96 hours, you're not really in true hunger starvation mode. It's just mm-hmm. it's this habitual thing where we make food into such a ritual that we feel every day at noon we must eat or every day at three we must eat. It, it's really a lot of it is what's in our minds and what's in our habits, what becomes ritual for us. I just, um, you know, one takeaway I want to give to anybody listening, because I don't want to sound like somebody knocking at your door, you know, to do this because it works for me. It won't work for everybody. But I say if you are interested in something like this, go and do the research. There's so much out there on this topic. It's, you know, you're not going to find it in conventional wisdom and stuff like that because they're not going to promote it. They don't make it, that's, you know, there's no money to be made in intermittent fasting because there's no food to be sold, you know. So nobody's going to sell it. You know, there's a lot of books out there that you can buy, but there's a lot of free stuff and a lot of videos out there. There's so much good information. And if you and what I did was I read a lot of books, and a lot of the science all matches up. There's not some crazy guy out there saying this is the right way. All the science is equal, you know, and um, it's pretty cool stuff and pretty fascinating science when you look at it. And that's one of the cool things about intermittent fasting is it's free. You don't have to buy into the program. <laughs> You know, and um, you don't have to put any thought into it. I save so much time now during the day. I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat until nighttime. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a, a great kind of place to leave off, and that's a great point. You know, you, do, you research things and you look into things, and there's so many pitchmen on TV trying to sell you this and try to sell you that, and it may be good, it may not. But go in there and do your own research. Find if it works for you. Find if this is something you're interested in. And, and, and figure it out. And uh, I know it's worked great for Steve and Tal, and uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. And I know we've had Steve on to tell his journey uh, story before, and I want to have Tal on do a show uh, solo as well to kind of get his backstory. And uh, I appreciate you guys, and uh, it's nice to have a little touch of uh, New England on the show tonight. Yeah, thanks for calling. Thanks for having us call in. I think it was thanks, great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story, guys. It was It was really interesting. We appreciate it. Thanks, well, thanks for calling so in, Travis, too. I like yeah. your voice. You bet, guys. I really appreciate you. You guys are positive uh, resources, and I'm always going to be 100% supporting you guys no matter what. Same here, man. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Robert, 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 Robert happy a little belated birthday. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for uh, 
for checking in with us uh, to, tonight, and uh, we'll be back next week as well. Like I said, I want to have Cal back on uh, to tell his solo side of the story. And uh, until then, I think we're done for this week. I'm uh, just real quick going to read off the upcoming workshop Saturday, August 6th, at the DDPO, the Performance Center. That's coming right up. Um, also, uh, Saturday, August 13th, in Romeoville, Illinois. Uh, that's the DDPO, the Ultimate Workshop. Uh, inspiration is Perspiration, excuse me, workshop. Uh, Michigan, um, we are going to be in Beverly Hills, Michigan, on October 1st, 2016. And, of course, the uh, DDP Yoga Inspiration Meets Perspiration Make-A-Wish uh, Big Christmas Workshop on December 3rd in 2016 at the DDP Yoga Performance Center. And if you know Dallas, like any of us know Dallas, you know he's going to go all out for the Christmas. So uh, until next time, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, thank you, as usual, to the lovely Stacey Morris. Great to be and, here. Uh, have a, have a great week, guys. I'm going to be yes, off for two weeks. I'll see you yep. in mid-August. Take All a little right. summer the, break. Rest, rest the mind, rest, uh, rest up, and come back fully recharged. And of course, uh, thank you to the man behind the scenes making everything kind of run smoothly, um, Roddy Robert McLaren. How are you, man? Take care. <laughs> you too, bro. Have a great week, everyone. All right. Until next week. Thank you guys so much. And remember to never, ever, ever, ever give up. See you guys. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh, the Diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond Cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.